0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining
1: Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life each week. New stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first class life mentor and certified profiting from your passions coach,
0: Kate Bessler.
1: Welcome to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler. Today, my guest is storyteller, writer, narrator, producer, and actor, Chris Kepler. As a young child, Chris was painfully shy, but she loved to sing and longed to be in school musicals. Unfortunately, she was told by her high school choir teacher that she possessed an awful voice. Nevertheless, she persisted, and in her senior year, she played a nun in the chorus in that year's musical, The Sound of Music. In junior college, Chris joined the choir where the director believed in helping his singers and gave small group lessons. He discovered Chris's lovely voice. But still, she lacked a musical ear and found herself on a discard pile once again due to her inability to sight-read music. After junior college, Chris quit singing. She joined the ranks of corporate employees working as a purchasing agent. In her mid-30s, that old yearning to sing resurfaced. Chris located a voice teacher, telling her she wanted to sing musical theater and possibly try a little opera. She also told the voice teacher that she sang mezzo soprano, the lower female vocal range. Upon hearing Chris sing, the teacher quickly realized that not only was she not a mezzo soprano, Chris is a first soprano, the highest female voice range. The voice teacher taught Chris to take her range into the stratosphere. She learned to sing opera. She joined the chorus of a community theater Gilbert and Sullivan production. She further studied singing and acting, refining her skills with more prominent stage appearances. As an actor, Chris has an IMDb page with several film credits. Chris has expanded her range to writing business blogs and satire, performing her own material, doing e-learning, video game, and explainer video voiceovers, narrating and producing audiobooks, and she also has her own podcast. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Kate. Thanks so much for having me. I can relate to the first part of your story. I too was painfully shy as a child. It certainly doesn't help when instead of encouragement you need to come out of your shell, you're actually discouraged from pursuing something you love.
2: You are, it's, it's, it's almost like a curse. A curse to be shy, it, it,
1: it can really hold you back. Well, you clearly had a very strong love for music, continuing to pursue singing even after being told you had a horrible voice. (laughs) Yeah, it was like,
2: man, uh, you know, persistence really paid off there. It's like, I love to sing. This guy is a jerk. (laughs) and (laughs) I'm just going to
1: keep at it. (laughs) Yeah, good for you. I mean, it's awfully common for people to kind of just abandoned this oh well he must know and just you know disappointedly walk away Uh, but you kept going
2: oh yeah and i'm so glad so glad i did um i still sing a little bit in fact i sing to warm up for my
1: narration ah okay so after junior college though you quit singing why did you do that i did
2: ah I, you know, I got bored with choir. It was just standing up there singing and it just, it got bored. You know, I wanted a little more excitement with my singing. And that's like, at that point, I, I didn't know. I hadn't been introduced to acting very much. And so it just never occurred to me. And of course, I still wasn't being encouraged. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it just never occurred to me that that there was some other aspects that I could try. And so it was just like, oh, oh, fooey! I'm bored. I'm, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so did you even still sing in the shower or the car? Or did you just give it no, up altogether? No, I gave it up altogether. Gave it up altogether. Yeah. Wow. So you took a job in a corporation. You worked as a purchasing oh, yeah. agent for twenty years. Yep. Yes, I did. Why? Why did you do that, and what was that like for you? You know, it
2: was. Um, I I started out. I was originally trained as a medical technologist, doing medical testing in lab, and uh, that that was a really. I'm good at math and science, and so. And since I was so shy, no one thought I was creative. No one even bothered to find out what other skills I might have. It's just like, oh, she's good at math and science. So we'll just, you know, shove her in the direction of, you know, a little mole in a lab. And it's medical technology. Uh meta a lab testing is very stressful and it's doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> and I got, oh man, that was just, I was bored. Um, Cause um, I like exploring things, solving problems. Um, my favorite thing was none of the other texts wanted to if we came up with a with any kind of problem as a mislabeled sample anything like that they're like here you deal with this and that was the highlight of my day to figure out (laughs) (laughs) why we had a you know mislabeled sample (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and so uh, i took some um a class at a junior college a night class about you know careers and and what what is a good fit for you
1: and oh, like uh, it kept, that it was it like that yeah. what color is your parachute
2: thing yeah <laughs> sort of like that and it kept coming up buyer purchasing oh. agent and i'm like what is that i had no idea that even existed as a job nobody mm-hmm. talks about it even in college um except when you get to a master's program in business and then they say oh there's purchasing It's like
1: Interesting. So uh, so what what yeah. what is a purchasing agent? What did you do? What what kind of job uh, is that? Th- that job is making sure
2: that all the materials and services that a company needs get in the door on time and are correct. So it's it's logistics, it's planning. Um there's actually a lot of um you can put a lot of creativity into it because um and that would be sourcing you source products for people uh mm-hmm. for you know for the manufacturing floor and so there's a lot of creativity in that and so it it utilized more of my creative side and um and so I actually really enjoyed it I actually enjoyed working you know with people other employees to find the items that they needed and to get things there on time, and um, so unfortunately, uh, you're lower than a cockroach on management scale. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> well, that sounds like a pretty important job. That's so you you that would treat it Yeah, that way. you would think so,
2: but never never really treated that way. Well. At the last company I worked for, part time, they they were really nice. I felt fairly well treated there. So, so you know, I didn't not enjoy that job, but I I longed to use more of my creative powers, and mm-hmm. uh, especially when I got into acting, um, and um, and I longed for a, a more a freer schedule. Uh, I hate the, you know, nine to
1: five uh, schlag. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So in your 30s, you decided, you know what? I really want to sing. I've been ignoring this side of me for too long. So you found a voice teacher, which led to some surprises for you. Tell me that story.
2: Oh, my gosh. Was that ever a big surprise? It's like, oh, yeah, you're an alto. Or... It's uh, or mezzo soprano, you know, low voice. And so here I was working on this low voice, and it it never, even though the college teacher had discovered there was a voice there that sounded pretty good, it just you know it's just like it never felt um, really right, and always something was not quite right, you know. And within fifteen minutes of vocalizing you know, in my thirties for this voice teacher, she's like, uh, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what? You're a soprano. In fact, I think you're a first soprano. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So all of a sudden I had to develop a part of my voice. I had no idea even existed. Mm. And that was, um, it it was a, uh yeah that was a real challenge but when i found it it was wonderful like oh this is where
1: i have belonged all the time yeah so it was wonderful but it also made you a little angry didn't it because oh, it took that long yes, for people I, to figure it out
2: god what a bunch of jerks it's like you can't boy don't believe what everyone so you know even teachers that are supposed to know what they're
1: doing yeah and don't tell you so do you think the um misdiagnosis i guess for lack of a better word um of the mezzo soprano led them to think that your voice wasn't what they were looking for, because it really wasn't your your proper range that they were asking it, you to it, perform yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't singing in my my proper
2: range. And of course, it didn't sound quite right. Well, yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not where I was supposed to be. That's not where my true voice lie, you know? And so, yeah. And also, I think it was because I was still at that time, you know, I'm still an introvert. But I was really still very shy and introverted at that point. And I think it it just, people
1: just slough you off. They mm-hmm. just slough you off.
2: Yeah. Which is yeah. unfortunate. Very unfortunate.
1: It is unfortunate. It can be very challenging if you're, you know, it seems today, like you you have to be sort of front and center and you know blaring your life all over (laughs) everything um get noticed at all and it is a challenge for people for whom that's kind of uncomfortable
2: yeah it's yeah and and it's very sad because just because you're shy doesn't mean that you don't have things to contribute
1: well and if you had sort of been steered in the proper direction or if someone had taken an interest in you earlier on and helped you to realize what the truth was about your voice, boy what a difference that would have made, huh? Oh, it, it would have made a huge difference. I, you know,
2: might have actually had a career in opera. Uh by the time I got started it was it was too late. So and you know, I would have gotten to sing there were some problem probably things I never got to sing because they didn't realize where my voice you know was supposed to be and so there were some things that I never got to sing that I probably would like to sing um, simply because I got started so late yeah
1: well you know it's never too late <laughs> I know. it is never too late
2: I'm you know uh, utilizing it in 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 other ways
1: In other ways. Right. Great segue. We have to take a short break, but when we come back, talent unleashed.
0: Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the E-Women Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America, We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our Speakers Network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are
1: listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Kate Fessler and my guest today is Chris Kepler. Chris, this voice teacher really helped you understand and harness your talent. Tell us about some of the shows you've been in and how those led to more learning and coaching to refine your singing and acting skills. Well, um,
2: I got the voice teacher that finally recognized my true voice actually did a lot of she did some opera and she did a lot of musical theater. So she encouraged me to sort of go out and take a look at, at musical theater and, you know, steering me in that direction. And um, I had a a blind date, take me to a Gilbert and Sullivan production. And I sort of, I enjoyed the production. I, Gilbert and Sullivan is, it's always fun to Mm -hmm. sing Gilbert and Sullivan. And uh, lo and behold, on the back of their program, they said, we're looking for chorus members. And I'm like, oh, well, um, I'm I'm going to put myself out there. And I called them up and said, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I saw your last production. I enjoyed it. And I went and vocalized a little bit um, <clears throat> with the director and she said, sure, we'll take you in the course. <laughs> and so that's how my first role, that's how I became a fairy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, now that was fun. I discovered a really fun way to use my voice. Um, and do it on stage and you know uh learn new things i learned a fairy dance and um have um really fun experiences um and so i i kept going i was in their next production um where i had to faint on stage (laughs) and let's see i I learned i learned to waltz a little bit Mm. and um then i just kept you know i expanded that i i kept looking for i started looking for auditions for other musical theater ended up going down to auburn and um got in uh production to oklahoma and um and actually ended up being cast as an understudy to aunt eller At that point, I'd just been in the chorus, you know, um, and um, taken, I think, a few acting lessons at that point. And then lo and behold, one Saturday, I get a call three hours before curtain that says, oh, well, the actress been doing this, she's in rehearsal for another production, fell off the stage and hurt her knee. Oh no. So
1: yeah, you're going on tonight. Well, <laughs> like, that's how it happens, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. That's the other <laughs> dream. Yes,
2: to get on the stage. So um so yeah, I I I made it I made it through. I didn't forget any lines. The staging was probably a little rough. In places, it's like, okay, where am I supposed to be? Not through <laughs> yeah. um, the dance numbers because Aunt Eller does some of the um, jazz numbers and stuff. So, um,
1: and you, as understudy, you'd been practicing this whole time. I've been right? practicing, so... yeah, you know, I
2: backstage, I practice lines, I, I was like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. to keep, you know, to remember the steps. And so, uh, and it's like, lo and behold, yeah, that, that was fun. I want to try that. I, yeah, I want to be at the front of the stage more often.
1: <laughs> yeah. You got bitten by the bug.
2: I got bitten. So I just kept going. I started taking more acting lessons, more auditions. And then, in their production of the Sound of Music," I uh got the role of the mother Abbess. Ah And yeah, that was that that was I really that was really that was fun. That's a very fun role to do. And it was perfect for me because the uh musical director said, "I'm not going to change." the music for Climb Every Mountain because they what would often happen is they hire a a lower voice and they they have to transcribe it down. Oh. Well for me, it was not necessary to transcribe it down at all. It's you know the lower part is a little harder for me, but once it gets up there, I'm like, hey, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, loving this. So so yeah, I um I really enjoyed that, um, that role. That's really a fun role. So.
1: Well, and you had come going. kind of full circle from the yes. from the original chorus that you were in, right? In The Sound yeah. of Music yep. to being yep. front and center in The Sound of Music. Yes, front and center. So um, yeah, so I really
2: came full circle there. And I just, I was really bit at that point. Um, so it was more acting lessons audition audition i started auditioning for non-musical theater roles you know uh plays um kept just kept 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 working at it
1: and, yeah you had found uh, your thing yeah.
2: yeah i found my thing um also got into film and uh enjoyed that a lot it's uh different from like <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you make a mistake, um, they just start again, right? <laughs> right they just start again. Yeah, let's stage. see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what and, films have you been in that we might know? What's on your IMDb oh page?
2: Boy, IMDb page. I think the um, biggest film I've been in at this point is just a, a horror film that was. Uh, made a couple years ago just released last year um called seven witches okay and uh it's gotten it's garnered some good reviews on a lot of horror websites appropriate
1: Um, for this time of year
2: yes yeah and it's it's less there's not a whole lot of gore it's
1: very suspenseful oh good i like those kind better than the ones yeah, with yeah sort of, it
2: has a very oh it's got a very gothic feel so i play one of the badass witches oh <laughs> well, that must have been fun it was very fun that's the first time i've actually been that long on location we were like five days on location and um great people to work with it was a union film so we had a few actors from la some crew from la and so working under union rules so it was like uh, there was no fooling around <laughs> <laughs> you know things went like clockwork and because you know union rules say that you can only work this long and your lunch breaks and dinner breaks are here and yeah oh right and where were yeah. you filming uh, we filmed over in West Seattle and then and then at Fort Flagler out on the peninsula, which was just beautiful. Oh. Yeah. So it was um that's probably the one of the best known film. I have um a short called The Dinner Table that I'm in that was part of uh, Real Northwest, which um is part of uh, the PBS, the local PBS station. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of their featured films. And um those are the one that oh, and then I'm in a short SOS that won the 2013 72-hour Tacoma Film Festival. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, so um no Hollywood films, but uh, some really great local films. And, and, well, Seven Witches was produced out of L.A., so.
1: Yeah, hey, you got on IMDb, you know.
2: Oh, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so how did you get into the voice narration and video voiceovers?
2: Well, um, first of all, I, you know, I still like to sing. And voiceover and singing are very interconnected in fact um even radio personalities who get into regular voiceover it's recommended that they take singing lessons really yes um and so there it's it's because they're so interconnected and it's like well what other ways can i use my voice and make some money at it and it's Mm -hmm. voiceover And, and I, I just really enjoy voiceover because I enjoy singing. Hence, I use a lot of my singing in the voiceover that I do because, um, well, especially if you're, if you're doing any games or apps or anything like that, you know, you're doing different characters. So you're pitching your voice in a different manner. You're doing different, you know, um, so. So that's how I get into it, and I just—it's like you know—I really enjoy this because well, I think because it's so much like it's so related to singing
1: and um, acting too. It seems as and if acting, the video game industry seems to be a great place for voice actors. Um, yes, kind of yes. like animated films, right? What are it some is yes available now that didn't exist like twenty years ago because of oh, the. Yeah advent of the computer the digital age yes. yep yes
2: yes um and the, you know and apps um i can be heard on an amazon app you're not the voice of alexa are you <laughs> no no it's it's amazon rapids it's a, a learning a reading app for kids okay. and they used to use um uh, Compute computer simulated voice, uh, but now they've gone to using real voices. So they're using voice actors to voice all the characters. So um, I voiced a witch and a woman looking for a babysitter for her tarantula, <laughs> uh,
1: a grandma, a spy. <laughs> so do they just kind of send you like, here's the character sketch and and you kind of come up with the voice that you think would be appropriate for that yes yeah that that's, seems like that's so what much you
2: fun. Do. oh it, it's it's really fun um it's really fun and i've let's see i did i've done some video games um i did background voices for a video game called agony uh, <laughs>
1: I'm I'm sensing a theme yeah. here. Where there's you know <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So horror is, movies, you know, agony. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I had to do some screaming and crying. I scared my dogs. Oh no! I like screaming and crying in front of the mic, and all of a sudden the dogs are
1: like, "They're going, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't start barking. Like, we'll save you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, so that's lots, lots of uh, yeah. So voiceover has such a breadth. Of so, mostly I'm doing apps, you know, real character stuff or uh, narration. And you do audio books
1: too, right?
2: Yes, I do audio books. That's that's super long form narration.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, because I listen to audio books and I always think because I'm always impressed with the way the person who's reading it really makes the characters so distinct. And you can tell yeah. just by the way they change their voice, because obviously you yeah. can't see anything. Right. No. And they, and you're not reading like and then so and so said. Right. So yeah. you, you have to distinguish between those people with your voice, which is it's, it's it's definitely a talent. It's yes. And it's
2: boy, it is not easy. It's not easy at all. I did have a comedy audio book out that one of the characters had Asperger's, mm-hmm. so a teenager with Asperger's, which meant he spoke in a very flat tone. Mm-hmm. And then his girlfriend was a goth. <laughs> <laughs> make very, that come
1: across in a voice
2: is very not- outgoing and excitable <laughs> and she's very outgoing and upfront and in your face she was a bit in okay. your face and um so yeah and a uh a pompous neighbor um a chinese laundryman, uh the villain in the uh the main villain um the author had a reference to Speedy Gonzalez, So <laughs> to, to get his voice, I, I sat and watched Speedy Gonzales
1: cartoons on the internet. <laughs> I remember those cartoons. I used to love Speedy uh, Gonzales. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Looking back, it was probably a little racially insensitive, but, you know, I uh, yeah, didn't know yeah. that then. Are you kidding? No, yeah.
2: no. And it's like, well, it's out there. I can get that voice, you know? Yeah. That's... um. So uh it's it's just really um so it makes it really fun but it's a huge project because unless you're a big time narrator um narrating tons of books where you often don't have the chance to read them at this point I read the book make notes of any difficult pronunciations because I, I have a a oh it's like a 15 book series i've done on wicca for an author and let me tell you those welsh and old irish names oh yeah (laughs) like you look at it and go and then you listen to it you know because i listen to get the correct pronunciation and go okie dokie that looks that's pronounced nothing like it looks (laughs) Right. Yes, it's a That's completely it. different alphabet. That's, it's a, yeah. yeah. Welsh is you'd never guess. Welsh is like what? <laughs> yeah. And and Irish too. It's like okay. Yeah, yeah I would have never yeah. guessed that one. <laughs>
1: yeah. So when did you figure out that you had a talent for satire and comedy? Because not everyone can do that well.
2: You know, I have always loved comedy uh, even as a child, I love comedy. Um, and you know, when I got started acting, um, I acted in some comedies and, you know, at that point I figured out that people sort of found me funny. And so I just, I enjoy it so much that, you know, I keep wanting to get better at it and to get better at it, you really have to, do comedy and I I came up with this one woman show that's a comedy um and it's related to does this happen to you my that's how it started out my podcast my blogging does this happen to you started out as a one woman show because it was does this happen to you at the gym oh uh I'm I'm a gym rat I wouldn't know it from looking at me but I'm a gym rat and I would have the most weird experiences. And so one of my theater friends was running a late night show on Capitol Hill. And she said, Oh, I need people to perform. We just need really short performances. Cause it was like the show ran from like 11 to one in the morning, 11 PM <laughs> to one in the morning. And I'm like, what the heck, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I toyed with one woman shows before, but not comedy mm-hmm. and so it's like, okay, I'm gonna put this gym stuff together and see what happens and you know i didn't I was like a you know what maybe late forties at that point, performing in front of thirty somethings <laughs> mm-hmm. so but it I didn't like succeed wildly, but I didn't fail either, and so it's like. You know, I'm gonna keep going with this.
0: Because yeah. that was
2: kind of fun. And so I've just just kept going with it. Um so yeah, and, tell me
1: about your podcast and your blog.
2: Oh yeah, does this happen to you? I just I love funny stories and I love telling funny stories because that's basically what my one woman show is telling funny stories. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's how I started out on my podcast narrating some of my own stories, which I actually find kind of difficult, but I, I couldn't write enough to do that. So I, I started asking people who, uh, whose blogs I like, can I narrate your blog? That's a funny story. And they were like, wow. wow yeah. Well, most of them said, yeah, well, sure. Uh, and so I started doing that and it, it just kept, I just kept rolling along with it. And it's like, and then I um, I got started on medium.com, which is a huge blogging writing platform out there. Oh, okay, um, I haven't actually heard of that. You haven't? Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, medium.com. Okay. And I, I found stories out there that I love. So I'm like, can I narrate your story? And most of the writers were like, wow, yeah, sure. So I've just you know, it's just kept expanding. I found more writers, new writers, everyone seems to love it. It's, it's you know, PR for them because in my podcast, I say this story is by so-and-so and you can find them here. And yeah. then of course in my show notes, it's like, if you want to, you know, read more stories from so-and-so, go here. Right. <laughs> yeah and so I'm helping them build an audience while I'm building an audience too,
1: yeah it's kind um, of a one stop shop for people to who wanna hear yeah. you narrate yeah. funny stories, yes, and so that's
2: yeah, so i just that's it's just my favorite thing and i've I've since expanded it um I started um well, I started writing my own funny blog and um recently within the last year i've been added to a humor publication uh, because within medium there are lots of publications okay uh, that have lots of followers i'm I continue to build my reputation writing funny things and the more funny stuff i write you know you keep doing it you get better at it <laughs> right right that's yeah and right. Yeah, and I decided that I also wanted to learn one-liners. And so um, I'm a regular contributor to ComedyWire.com, which is a a comedy website. So, and I keep getting, yeah, I get, they're like, you know, keep writing, you're going to get better at it. So I just, I love to write comedy. That's, comedy is just, you know, my thing. So um the story that i received my nomination my award nomination for is is a is a comedy yeah a yeah story. so i was so. Just
1: gonna ask you about that so you've received two awards um official selection here now festival 2016 and yes. outstanding storytelling best performance nominee 2017 sovas awards yeah, sovas yeah the society what? of yeah. what is okay yeah what is here now and sovas and what yeah. do those what are those awards for and what do they mean to you? uh well, it was the here now Festival is a national
2: festival it's a national audio drama festival oh, okay um, and really my podcast falls in the audio well let me say it's an audio theater okay audio theater festival which includes audio drama, audio comedy which is where you know my funny storytelling full podcast falls into the audio comedy theater <laughs> got it okay yes and so um it's it's a juried they just don't you know select anyone you have to send it in and they listen to it and if they think it's good you get selected as it's sort of like it's sort of like your for a filmmaker, your film being selected for a film festival, a juried film festival. Yeah. Like, they just don't take anyone. Right.
1: Yeah, that's great. So it's
2: it's like it's like that. And again, it's a national it's national. So the it was a national recognition for me. And actually the SOVAS Society of Voice Arts and Sciences, uh, that's actually an international oh, uh, wow. award because uh in they said they have people coming from other countries, nominees from other countries um to the awards in New York City, and so I again, it's like okay i'm uh I actually met the sovas um people at the here now Festival, and I thought they were really nice, and what they're doing was really interesting and so I joined. And so it's like this year, it's like, okay, they've got these awards. And I know there must be a category. I'm gonna find a I wonder if there's a category for my podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. And so sure enough, it's like, oh, storytelling. Yeah, that'll work. That that should work as a category for my story. And so it's like, okay, gonna take a chance get out there put myself out there and send this in and i guess they liked it <laughs> excellent yeah so uh yeah this is it's like i'm you know some of the best people in voiceover are nominated for awards mm-hmm. um, the top audiobook narrator in the nation is you know nominated for audiobook narration and um, the there's three other selections in my category, Outstanding Storytelling Best Performance, and two of them are audio theater with multiple actors, actually. And one of the actors is Ed
1: Asner. Oh, you're kidding. No, so this is wow. like... <laughs> you're in <laughs> some great is... company. I know, it's like, holy cow! that's very impressive you must be very proud of that
2: yeah i was like oh my gosh i can't believe this i'm this little person toiling away and in anonymity with you know a few people that a few people that really like what i do and all of a sudden i'm yeah not so anonymous anymore.
1: yeah that's fantastic That's a great lesson, you know, in putting yourself out there from the shy little kid to, you you know, know, I'm going to show people what I'm doing. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So it's,
2: um, so yeah, it's worth, it's worth it to do that. You know, you know, it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Um, I was freaking out about what to wear to a red carpet ceremony in New York City. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, these are these are problems that you know no one feels sorry for you about. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know, I know, but it's like oh my gosh, because here in Seattle it's a lot, you
1: know, it's a
2: lot more relaxed.
1: So. It is, yes, very different. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's um, yeah, gonna be an adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. So we're almost out of time. So I have to ask you. What is one book or resource that changed your life that you would recommend to people? Resource. You know, I have
2: found that actually, you know, taking that junior college night course that said, what careers would be a good fit for you? really finally started me on my way out of being so shy and so introverted Mm -hmm. Uh, and really got me on a better path a much better path
1: okay so having (laughs) someone sort of give you some validation of things you were good at and give you some information about what you could do with that kind of thing yeah 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 okay Well, Chris, your work sounds so like so much fun. Oh, it's fun! (laughs) Yes. What advice would you give to someone who's thinking right now? I wish I could do that. It's really fun, but it's 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 a lot of training,
2: especially if you don't. If you have acting training, it's an easier segue. Or if you've been on the radio, it's an easier segue. But you still need voiceover is not radio work and it's not pure acting work. Um, And so there's extra training that you need. And then you, and I think the first thing is you have to be like to hear your own voice because you're going to hear it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Um, So it's a lot of training and it's like running any other business. It's hard. You know, you got to go out there. You got to find clients. Voiceover has a huge range. You have to find out what your niche is. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really do commercial work because that's not a niche for me. Right. So I don't spend a lot of time on it. I spend time on narrative stuff, which is audiobooks, e-learning, explainer videos, uh, videos, sales letters. Mm-hmm. Um, my niche is just narration. Um, yeah. you know you have to, but it takes a little bit to find that out, and it's like any other business; it's going to take some time and hard work.
1: So, yeah, yeah, but don't give up if someone tells you you have an awful voice. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Ugh. So, if if people want to find out more about you, tune into your podcast and read your blog. How yep. can they do that? Well, my
2: uh, podcast is on iTunes. It's Does This Happen to You?
1: Does this happen? Uh, you can
2: find me on Twitter at Chris KK Aria.
1: I'm on LinkedIn. Wait, let's spell that. It's Chris K R I S. -S 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 K-R-I-S-K-K A-R-I-A. Okay. Like the like the opera. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Type in my name into Google. Um, and then, of course, I have a website www.chriskepler.com, and don't forget that extra e. Yeah, it's Kepler, right. but you, you don't hear that extra e, but it's there. So <laughs> it's, it's like Keppeler. Yeah, but it's it's Kepler. Yes, yes
1: it's, I know. <laughs> it's
2: very German, and that's how they say it in Germany too. So yeah, <laughs> yep. very German. Yes. Got it.
1: Awesome. Well, Chris, Kepler, I'm a, thanks yeah. so much for your time yeah. today. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Take care.
0: I'll be right back. You too. joining us back now with your host Kate Fessler.
1: Have you ever been discouraged from pursuing your dream? Chris's story is a great reminder that persistence can pay off and you should always get a second opinion when someone says no to your heart's desire. Chris is in New York this weekend attending the 2017 Sovas Awards ceremony where she's been nominated along with some pretty impressive star power. We wish her luck. If Chris had given up on her dream, she would likely not be at that ceremony, let alone nominated for an award. But there are so many opportunities today to use your talent to do fun things you love. Chris extending her voice to animations, games, audiobooks. What a great example of thinking outside the box. What's your story? If you'd like to share it on this podcast to inspire others, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page and fill out the survey to be considered as a guest. If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Live Solutions. Next week, my guest is sports broadcaster and author Jen Mueller. Jen pursued a career in sports broadcasting after repeated comments of talks too much from teachers and family members. A 17-year sports broadcasting veteran, Jen currently serves as the Seattle Seahawks sideline radio reporter. She is also part of the Seattle Mariners television broadcast team on Root Sports. In addition to her work on the sidelines, Jen launched Talk Sporty to Me in 2009 and teaches business professionals how to improve communication and leverage fandom in business. Jen is the author of three books and published her most recent release, The Influential Conversationalist, in October 2017. Jen graduated from Southern Methodist University in 2000 with degrees in broadcasting journalism and public policy. I hope you'll join us. Until then, here's to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success.
0: I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network, We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.